right, all right. What's up, guys? It's Joe Hector, and we are in for episode 62 of the Kayak Fishing Raw podcast. And uh, I hope you guys are doing well. Spring is here. Uh, I think today, or was it yesterday, is the first day of spring. And you got, uh, you know, spring in the air. You got that smell. You got summer coming. I got a baby coming in. I got baby turtles hatching in my yard. So the fishing will be getting better, and we're super excited. So uh, we got the Summer Slam coming up, and that's right around the corner. June 22nd will be the Summer Slam Part 1. So you definitely want to go to ExtremeKayakFishing.com and check out all the information on that. And you can actually register right now for that event. And uh, let me tell you, you know, you're know, you going to have the blackfin tuna rolling in. And last year, we had a killer bite. Uh, the SummerSlam 1 had a bunch of jumbo blackfin tuna. And then we also had another fish break a record in a SummerSlam event. We had the African pompano. And that was a, that was a monster fish, over 30 pounds. And we had Greg Nolan, and he won the uh, the event with two jumbo blackfin tuna. Uh, I think it amounted to 40.3 pounds, and he took it, man. It was close. It was close. It was between the African Pompano and him, and he was a first-time winner. And actually, it was his first time fishing a extreme event, which is really cool. And he en- actually ended up winning the ring because last year, I don't know if you guys know, excuse me, part two was a washout. I mean, we had storms, rain, people fished it. We had Leandro actually win that event with a kingfish, but, you know, that was it. So because yeah, – and, and that's the thing. That's the name of the game when you fish these events. You know, if you fish – you know, Greg did fish part two, but you just never know, man. You know, his two blackfin tuna from part one rolled over that way into the uh, – you know, the next – and boom, he ended up winning it. So – uh, we're super excited for this year, and I, I think it's going to be another killer season. Uh, obviously, fishing's fishing. You know, you never know, but uh, I, th- I think we're going to have a, a really good year. So we're really excited about another thing. We have actually a very cool show today, and we got Bill Bragman actually calling in any minute now, and he is the founder and president of Yak Gear. So I've known Bill for a long time. And actually, uh, he approached me about, you know, something new that was on his mind, and it's called Worldwide Survival Systems. And we're going to talk about that first. And it's a new product that's going to come out. I'm going to have him talk about it. I think it's going to be killer for the industry. I think it's going to be something that's, you know, obviously, it's, it's something that everyone's going to need, uh, whether you're in a boat, kayak, whatever. So, again, we're going to have him discuss it. And he's calling in right now, but our second guest is going to be Micah Simonex, and he's with Florida Sport Fishing Magazine. And when Micah calls in, Bill is going to stay on the line because we're going to talk about a very important subject that a lot of us are talking about, uh, especially on social media. And I've seen a lot of it, and it's pro staff. I think it's something that needs to be talked about. There seems to be a lot of different opinions. So I thought you know, who better to talk about this issue, if you want to call it that, than an owner of a huge business like Bill and someone who's been in the industry like Micah and, uh, and see what we can talk about and debate maybe and come up with. And it's going to be a friendly little debate. And I think there's a lot we can all learn from talking to each other with it. So we're going to figure that out tonight. And maybe we can I don't know. Maybe we can sway people one way or the other. You know, I don't know where I stand on it. I kind of want to hear both of them talk about it. And then, you know, just like anything else, you make up your own mind. And uh, that's the beauty of uh, living in a free country. You know, all these debates are good. It's healthy. You know, so we got Bill in right now. Let's patch him in. Bill. Joe. How is it going, my friend? I'm in beautiful Austin, Texas. I, uh, my wife and I came up for a couple of days to visit her son. Very nice. Very nice. Now, how is it in Texas right now? Well, let's see. It's 81 degrees. There's just a few clouds in the sky. Had a norther that came in, uh, so it means it's a little bit cool. Uh, okay. Ten days ago, it was, 30, it was 31 degrees. And uh, wow, you know, so it's, wow. we're, we're, our spring season is a lot of changing weather patterns. So, uh You'll get three gotcha. or four days of cold, 
five days of okay, five days of oh my god, it's too hot, and uh, and it goes back. So uh, luckily, we haven't hit that hundred degree summer yet. So, well, hey, summer's on its way, and so is the uh, extreme kayak fishing season. So. I know you're excited. I'm excited, but um, I, I really appreciate you calling in the show. And uh, you know, we've been talking for years now, and it's been a pleasure working with you for all these years. It's, it's it, like when we went to Texas and we we had you know long talks on the stage and everything, and uh, it's just been a joy, man. So I, I appreciate you calling in. No, I appreciate it, Joe. Your your passion for this sport and what you do is uh, bar none, number one. So um, that that's, and we'll talk a little bit about that when we get to the brand ambassadors and pro staff, but I, I consider what you do to help grow our sport really amazing. Uh, and you're very accomplished at it as well. Thank you, Bill. I, I really appreciate it. So first we're going to talk about worldwide survival systems because I know it's something you're excited about. It's something that I'm excited about. So why don't we dive into that and tell these people what exactly it is So uh, Worldwide came to be over pretty much the last nine, ten months, uh, doing a lot of research. Um, I, Besides kayaking, I also enjoy going out in the Gulf on a boat. And when I started reading about Coast Guard mandates and such like that, and then I tried to find the all-inclusive, really couldn't find it. Found one that was pyrotechnics, another one that was electronics, and then you could sort of put camping stuff together to try to make you know, repair, survival, safety, that type of stuff. Um, so we really started looking at doing a all-encompassing kit. Um, and we've settled on, uh, initially, uh, four levels of kits. And it's all based on uh, how many people and how many days out. Uh, so, one, you know, the first kit is called Pontus, uh, one day, one person. Uh, then there's Artemis, which is two days, uh, not the guy from Star Trek, um, <laughs> two days, uh, two people, two days, uh, the Oceanus, which is four people, four days. Um, but really cool thing. And then the last one's the Poseidon, which, which is the big one. Um, and that's for four people for up to six days out on the water. And the kits really give you anything and everything you need for that amount of time. Um, whether it's food, whether it's water, whether it's a medical kit, uh, a multi-tool, uh, you know, with a small kit, a couple of pyrotechnics, a single mirror, a whistle, uh, an air horn, an extra set of polarized floating sunglasses. Um, it has zip ties, electrical tape, duct tape, uh, motion sickness uh, pills, ibuprofen. Um, so great. there's actually 40, 41 different products in the small kit, um, and it's in a fully waterproof uh, case made by Nanook. Um, and we're real excited about it. And, and amazingly, the offices are going to be right around the corner from where you are in Pompano. Um, right. And it looks like, looks like we already have a lot of interest and probably some orders rolling in. So, I think this is something that's uh, very important because for everything, you know, when it comes to offshore, freshwater, whatever, uh, especially the offshore guys, you know, whether you're boating or kayaking, like I said in the beginning of the show, Listen, you need it anyway. You need a first aid kit, you know, flares, whatever. But if you can get something in a whole kit, you know, everything in one, you know, that Swiss Army knife, per se, options with it, like like having a VHF radio, stuff like that, dry boxes within the box, you know, just stuff like that. It's, it's so important for these guys because you and I were talking about it. You know, once something happens out there, it happens so fast and in a split second, things can change forever. And to have something like this with you at all times, whether you're tournament fishing or just out there having a good time, it's essential. Oh, agreed, totally. And, and um, you know, even a small kid is going to have a basic VHF radio in it. Um, you'll be able to slowly expand, you know, and add things. I mean, we'll be, um, we're going to be working with Iridium, um, not only for their satellite phones, but for the little Iridium Go and Garmin as well. Um, what a lot of people don't realize is, is that you have full communication capability on your cell phone if you have a sat hookup. So when right. I go fishing, we're 60, 70 miles offshore, and sure. my son is texting his wife on his cell phone. Um, but little things, too. We're going to have a solar panel uh, battery charger. 
um, so that for your electronics, whether it's your VHF, your cell phone, or whatever you have, you're going to be able to get uh, an extra quarter or a half day's charge on that by having a solar device that will charge your um, electronics. Um, so we tried to think of everything, and obviously we won't think of everything, but um, it, it's that type of thing that, as you were mentioning, when something happens, you'll feel a little more comfortable. Um, exactly. The, I, had a, I had a conversation with uh, Alex, and he mentioned that he had fallen off his kayak himself on oyster shell. And, you know, we had talked about this, and he goes, I really need to have a medical kit with me. And I said, that's probably not the only thing you need. Um, you know, so it's, it's, it's going under that principle um, in an effort to, you know, be there, have a helpful product that you can rely on and know, worst case scenario, if you are separated from your kayak, your boat, uh, and you are on the water or, or stuck somewhere, that you'll also have a day to four days worth of food and water and, you know, be able to live that way. Exactly. I mean, it's, and it literally has all the essentials. I mean, I'm reading here, you know, you got the adhesive bandages, ad- adhesive fingertip bandages. I mean, you got stuff in here, I mean, cream packets. I mean, look at this. Motion sickness tablets. I mean, you got everything, man. So how long did it take you to kind of put all this together? And when did it first hit you to create something like this? Well, as I mentioned, like since we we've had our boat since March of last year, um, right? It it's it sort of been on my mind, and I started researching it. So, um, and I'm a pretty voracious researcher. My wife complains I stay on the computer too much, but um, so what's happened is is that we started thinking about this and this and this, and how can we put it together? And uh, you know Eric Clark, and he'll be working with me. Um, we have put these kits together and taken them apart probably a half a dozen times a piece. Um, because what we want to make sure is, is that, you know, when you look in and, and we're also talking about making them right-handed and left-handed so that, you know, a person looks in, what do they use every day? Um, because we don't want the kit to be, you know, I've had it in the back of my kayak or I've had it in my boat now for eight months and I've never used it. So the little things like, you know, the medical kit, the multi-tool, um, you know, things like that, we think those need to be readily handy. So for a right-handed person, you would open the kit. Your, your immediate thing to do is to reach right-handed. Um, so we're trying to think a little bit of everything. Um, we're also, I mean, amazingly enough, we're going to, one of the questions when you fill out an order is, what is your prescription? Um, so each kit, the customer will be able to add a set of, you know, readers or, you know, lenses, so that if they lose their prescription lenses, they'll at least be able to see the world. Um, That's great. (laughs) Um, There's there's all those little tiny things, and, you know, the what-ifs, and if this happened and such, and, um, you know, we keep talking about it. And funny enough, um, we wanted to do uh, binoculars in every kit. And I started reading about binoculars, and it says that if you're, uh, magnification or the uh, the lens opening is less than 42, if you're on the water, you'll get seasick because the lens opening is so small. So it's right. changed our thought patterns, and we went back to the drawing board, uh, and I think we're going to be using a Varska uh, uh, monocular uh, so you get that feeling of being a pirate if you're out there, if you need a set. Uh, so it's a single lens. Um, right. But it also it's also compact, which makes it easier to store. But we've, like I said, we've gone through each kit five or six times, taking everything out, putting everything back in. Um, and Worldwide Survival Systems is on Facebook. Um, and you'll see a little bit of what we're doing. The website should launch around April 15th. The office should open around April 15th. And we're going to hit the road running, hopefully. Very cool, man. Very cool. Now, um, I, I've been asked this twice already. For guys that own their center consoles, you know, let's say like a 21-foot Mako, uh-huh. What would you recommend? What would you recommend for someone like that? That would probably, uh, you know, for for someone who does bay and may go a little bit offshore, you know, yeah. you know, so to speak, we'd probably recommend the Artemis kit. Um, gotcha. That, you know, once again with a VHF, but it's a two-person, two-day kit, and typically, 
you know, when you think about it, God forbid, I don't want to be out on the water for two days, but I have four people in my boat. So, you know, if you multiply two times two is four, so you would actually have enough provisions for four people for one full day. And if you're using, you know, the electronics and you know that you have extra battery backup and such, um, that type of kit, that kit's going to retail, you know, it's not inexpensive because of the electronics in there. It's going to retail for about $1,400. And now if you're a kayak angler, what do you recommend for them? So that would be our basic kit. You'll have a choice. Um, so the Pontus kit, uh, which will come with a VHF uh, radio and such and then all the other supplies, uh, that right. one's going to be right about $600. But okay. we are working on a uh, new um, prototype bag that is can be used as a fanny pack, but it will also be able to go around the chair, um, your seat, and we're going to make that kit so it retails out at about $299. Um, gotcha. But we're, we're playing everything that we're doing, and here's an important thing that a lot of times people don't realize, is that whatever product is in it not only has to be waterproof, but it has to be submersible. Yeah. So a waterproof bag just can't you know, be waterproof. It has to be able to, if you go overboard, it has to be able to go down six, eight feet into the water, and everything still be dry when you come up. Um, you know, the flashlight, we're using uh, Princeton Tech. And um, the Artemis, the Oceanus, and the Pontus will all have anywhere from one to two of their impulse, um, which is a 120-foot diving light, just to make sure. Um, you're going to have multiple uh, PFD lights. You're going to have buffs. You're going to have hats. Um, so the big kit, the Poseidon, which is uh, roughly around $5,000, um, right. You're going to have multiple units of everything so that if there is four people and you're hunkered down in a life raft, you know, two guys can put on the buffs, put on the hats and actually keep their heads out and keep on alert uh, for help. Uh, but that kit has three of every major pyrotechnic between handheld smoke, aerial flares, die markers, uh, parachute flares. So the top kit, we're going to actually submit to uh, Imana to get it uh, approved for Coast Guard. So, very nice. And you said you're working with Garmin as well. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be doing Garmin, Iridium, um, ACR. Um, nice. So it's 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 been fun, um, you know, getting all these people and and sure. uh, you know every one of them thinks it's pretty cool what we're doing. And um, but there's in the Oceanus and the Poseidon, you're going to have two um, riding pads in each of those. And they are meant to be on the water. They're meant to get wet. So, you know, if you're on your boat and you want to mark down a location or right. write something down with your boat, you go into your kit and you grab your writing pad and you'll have paper. Um, and one of the things that I believe in with this also is going to be customer service. So, um, you know, customer yes. purchase. We talked about that. Us. Yep. Definitely. Yeah. Every six weeks, we're going to send them a tickler about charging their electronics. Um, flares are good anywhere from 42 to 48 months. So about 40 months out, uh, if, if their email is the same, we'll send them a little notice. And basically it's going to say that your flares are getting ready to expire. They may still be good. If you decide that you like to, uh, replace them by all means. Um, and this is also how you should dispose of them properly. Um, so it's, it's, all of that is, is going to be real important, uh, for what we're doing. Sure. Now, are you going to have some kind of membership where these guys can, um, you know, basically be a part of it? You'll have their email and um, notifications, pretty much everything, or is it just the email? How's that going to work? So you'll be able to sign up for our newsletter. Um, okay. When you're on our website when it's all done. But we right. will also have, then you'll go into an owner's box, basically. And you're going to be able to log in on the website on the backside. Um, you'll get, you know, discounts, you'll get uh, special purchase opportunities. Um, you know, it's, it's our big kit is going to have an EPIRB, a satellite radio, a PLB, uh, standard horizon VHF GPS. Um, so it has all the major electronics that you would need. Um, but if you decided that you wanted to upgrade or whatever, if you have a friend, you're actually going to be going to be able to go in and buy a lot of the accessories uh, and get an owner's discount on it as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, that's great, man. Listen, Bill, I'm, I'm excited about this. We talked about it. I'm going to uh, be working with you on this. So 
I think it's uh, I think it's something that obviously will save lives. I also think that this is really going to grow really fast, especially in this area here where we have all the big tournaments. It's you know, South Florida is it when it comes to fishing and pretty much water sports in general. So, yeah, man, I'm stoked for it. And I, uh, I see you also got a new mascot here. Is it is it Ditch Ditchy? Is that is that the dog's name? Yeah. <laughs> we, were over the, we were over at the display shop and had these really cute plastic dogs. So right. we decided to get one, and uh, both uh, Eric and I have dogs, and, you know, when we're in the office, we sort of miss our dog. Uh, so we got Ditchy, a uh, little French bulldog, and, uh, you know, you're going to slowly see him uh, transition and Very cool. uh, change color, you know, and, and he, but he already has. He's wearing his whistle. So that's He is wearing his whistle. And, Yep. Yeah. We ordered a license well, for him. So he'll be he'll be in our office and, and he'll be traveling to all our shows with us. Very cool. Well listen, anglers, so listen to that that's that's Ditchy the uh the mascot. So uh you can catch him on Facebook actually if you just go to Worldwide Survival Systems. Give him a little like on there because he's a he's a cute little pup. Um he looks very lively, Bill, by the way. Yeah, he he he, he doesn't move much, but <laughs> He's he's been eating up a storm, and you can tell because the picture of him has you know that's the third bone of the day. So gotcha. Yeah, he's he's a beast, man. All right, Bell. Well, listen, I have um I got Micah calling in on the other line, and for the second part of the show, I really wanted to talk about, and we've discussed this before, but I really wanted to talk about what's going on with this pro staff situation and. I feel that having you on here to kind of first give a a little background on it in general, I still think there's people that don't really understand what it is yet and they, and they talk about it. So I think it's good to have you kind of explain what it's about uh, coming from a big business owner like you with Yak Gear, and then we'll kind of, kind of ease into it and where maybe some of the issues lie. Uh, And I know Micah has, some thoughts on it as well. And he's been in the industry for years. He's worked with you. So I think there's a lot to talk about with it. And let me get Mike in real quick. How's it going? Captain Micah. <laughs> how you doing, Joe? Good to talk to you. Bill, how's I'm good, it going? man. Li- I'm living the dream. Bill, you, Hello, Bill you're still there, right? Yeah. Mr. Simino, I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, you know, well. You hide, you get, you move down here to Florida and you, you just kind of hide out in paradise sometimes. All right. So I'm going to start this up. This is the first time, by the way, uh, we've had multiple callers on here, so we're, we're going to get used to it pretty quick. So I'll, I'll kind of lead the way with you guys and then we'll kind of go back and forth, but um, I'll kind of want to start with Bill. So Bill, what's the background on pro staff when, you know, you first got into the industry and we're building all this up. What exactly is it for people that don't understand exactly what it is? Um, it, with Yak Gear, we actually call them brand ambassadors. Um, but in the boating industry for years and years and years, there were always people that represented your company. Um, when they're out on the water, uh, when they're involved in groups, when they're at events, uh, they sort of proudly wear your badge. And for us with Yak Gear and a, and a, and a developing sport like uh, kayak angling, um, it made sense for us to have people out in the field sharing what we do um, with other people in the, in, in, in the public that were just starting to get into the industry um, or get into paddle sports, especially kayak angling. So our brand ambassador program started roughly about 10 years ago, which was two years after um, Yak Year came to be. Micah, what was your first experience with pro staff? Was it with working with Bill or, you know, how was that for you right in the beginning? I just want to start all this from the beginning and kind of work our way to what it's become. Right. Right. Well, my experience, you know, with pro staff um, is actually coming from the ground up, you know, um, kayak angling um, in a community with a group of friends and started to get, you know, involved in a tournament. You go to a meetup, you go to an event. Um, you go to a charity fish off, whatever it may be, and you get introduced to people who are pro staff, who are who are there, you know, kind of promoting a company, um, or or they're participating and just kind of letting it be known that they're that they're part of the pro staff. And so that was my initial introduction to it. And then actually, um, 
you know, was a member of a pro staff of several pro staff teams for several time for for quite a bit of time actually, and then moved on as the marketing director with the Acura, actually helping manage pro staff teams. So I've kind of I've kind of seen uh, pro staff come, you know, being involved in it to helping run them and helping maintain them. Um, so it's a, it's a little bit of an interesting. Uh, it's basically just a marketing strategy, and it's definitely an interesting marketing strategy to discuss. Right. Um, so my question is, and, and, I'll, and I'll give this to Bill first. My question is, what's, I think there's kind of two different, um, what's the word? I guess pro staffs that, that, that we're talking about. Like, I feel that there's, there's the one side where it's like a bunch of like hundreds of people for this one company. And then there's, um, and then there's like a, a, someone like you, Bill, who had a certain amount of guys, a small number that a quality number that was more quality other than quantity. Do you think that it's changed? Do you think that there's something, did you, is there, is there a reason why people are getting frustrated with it? I guess is my question. And what's the change that you've seen? Well, we've, we've always, when we first started the program, we had probably 20. Um, And then actually under um, some of Micah's guidance, we added, uh, a number more, and we're we're right at 34 brand ambassadors. And we've never really gone over, you know, that 30 to 35 number has always been a very good number for us. Um, and for me, a brand ambassador is truly an ambassador of the sport first. Um, someone who shares his passions about what he does um, with other people. Um, a number of our brand ambassadors work very closely with Heroes on the Water. A number of them work with uh, kid fish groups. Um, and so each of them has their own little piece. Um, three or four of them actually own their own shops. And where I see the major difference is social media has played a lot of it because, you know, some people will grab a product and start promoting it, which is great. Uh, it helps the brand, that whatever brand it happens to be. Um, and then that company may reach out and say, okay, you can now put my logo on a shirt, or so you're a pro staffer. And, th- and those, some of those companies, they may have 300, 400, 200, whatever the number is, right. pro staffers, which is, which is good on a social media base. Don't get me wrong. But I think personally for what I want to see with Yak Gear and our brand ambassador, it sort of dilutes the importance of it. Um, and then – you know, I've seen over the years where someone was this brand ambassador or this pro staffer, and then he jumped over to this company, and then he jumped over to this company, and then he jumped over to this company. And and for me, that is not someone who really deserved to be truly pro staff in the beginning. Um, we don't pay our brand ambassadors. You know, we've been asked that numerous times. Um, we do have some of them that do really good video work, and we pay them for their videos. Um, but we typically just give them a really nice discount um, on merchandise. Uh, they will get samples of products to test for us. Um, and But overall, I really enjoy conversing with our brand ambassadors. Um, you know, we have a, a private Facebook page, and um, we really enjoy, you know, bantering back and forth. They always share their pictures of what they catch. So, So for me – it was important to make it special that you're a Yak Gear brand ambassador. Okay. And then now I'm going to go to Micah. So Micah, you were a part of this, obviously with Bill to help, you know, build this up. So what mutated, you know, the ambassador for the sport, right? That guy to more of what we're seeing now on social media that people are saying, like what, what changed? What do you think it was being a guy that built it up? Well, you know, being a guy that was a part of it, you know, as a, was a part of that process, and now, you know, being on the outside looking in, still involved in the marine industry, but kind of in a different role. Um, and yeah, you know, what Bill describes is what ideally every marketing director wanted from a pro staff or from a brand ambassador, someone who's in their little area, is just kind of promoting the sport, is being, you know, and then I think the problem, the disconnect here is it's really just a marketing failure of companies to, because it shouldn't be up to the consumer to decide who's who. It's really kind of a marketing failure on the part of uh, co- companies in the kayak industry is you've got 
the general public that doesn't understand the difference between these guys. These guys have all labeled themselves pro staff and pro staff has become a thing of importance. And now instead of this guy just being a, an ambassador for the sport and being helpful and friendly to people and show, showing up at different you know, events or whatever, um, and just kind of being a good guy who happens to like your stuff and you're kind of giving me a kickback for that. Um, it's changed into a, an item where now it's this important thing. And I think part of that is just kayak angling. Kayak angling has just grown exponentially in the last decade. I mean, right. I've known you for six, seven years. You know, we've talked about these tournaments, and, and, and I was there at some of the very beginning tournaments, and to see to see the, the process and the struggle, we've seen it grow from a little thing that some people are interested in to getting major coverage in magazines and in newspapers. And you walk into ICAST, and there's kayaks lining the, the aisles, you know, the biggest sport fishing show in the world. You know, I was just at the Miami Boat Show a few weeks here, and it was the exact same thing. So part of it is kayak angling has exploded. And as right. people have jostled to kind of get their space, you know, we've seen people come up over the last decade or so. You know, you, you had the old guard. You had people like Jim Sammons who had done this for a long time and had made a living. And as it began to become more viable, more and more people began to throw their hat into the ring of maybe I could also make a living off of this sport. And so you've kind of got this, the, the, the consumer doesn't understand the difference between the guy who's getting 20% off in a t-shirt and the guy who's getting a check. And I think that's right. a marketing failure on our part as the industry is setting the industry, you know, and it's, it's become a thing where it's, 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 it's got so much self-importance attached to it. So there's something to be said for that. I mean, there's a lot of different angles as to kind of why it's changed. You know, and it's just, it's media and marketing as we know it. Media and marketing are changing daily. You've got social media influencers on Instagram who are making thousands of, of dollars a month off posts, you know. And I think the sports world, the sportsman's world, you know, whether it be hunting or fishing or cat fishing, whatever it may be, everyone's kind of, they want a piece of that pie now. And so it's, it's, it's changed a little bit. To just chime in a little bit. I feel that the only thing that scares me about it, of, of what it's become, because I agree with Bill, in the beginning, even when I started, you know, I, knew, I had some good friends that were basically ambassadors, and, you know, they were top-notch guys, you know, they, they, they did everything. That I, I don't know if it was because it was, so, it was still really, really new, you know, I'm talking, you know, 2008, you know, and, right. and these guys were literally ambassadors, you know, and what I've seen, the only thing that kind of worries me is if there's, if it gets saturated enough to where there's so many of these guys and they're all the biggest and baddest and most badass and the best, and they're all the best. And, and, and it just gets to a point where there's so much infighting because they're all the best and they all start arguing. And they, and you, I mean, we all see it all the time on social yeah. media, these guys the eating time. each other. And to me, that's what'll kill it is 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 these guys literally eating each other. What do you think, Bill? It seems like there's a little bit of taste great less filling going on. There's an argument that doesn't need to be there. Whereas if everybody would just work together and just, you know, I drive a Ford truck, you drive a Chevy truck, but hey, we're we're truck drivers. Um, right. you know, that part of it doesn't really matter. You know, when I work with uh, we have customers that come in occasionally and they'll have a competitor's product on. And it's not like I try to take it off to put our product on. I just work around it uh, with other products that we have that'll complement it. Um, and in saying that, that's what I want our brand ambassadors to do as well is just to share what we do, um, share our ideology of growth in the sport. Um, if, if five years from now, the sport is 20% bigger than it is now, I know that Yak Gear, Railblazer, Backwater Paddles, that will sell more products because there's more people in the sport based on what we do. Um, so, you know, as you mentioned, which is true, there seems to be a lot of this back and forth these days between people that mine's better and, you know, did it to that and all this other stuff. And, and I think every company spends a lot of time developing products um, and, and they think that it's, you know, the best thing out there. Um, and that should be respected uh, as well. Do you think it should be more monitored by, you know, the owners of these companies to maybe kind of chime in? And because let's face it, like we're all on social media and, and this this industry in general, uh, all three of us know it's, it's, a, it's pretty much a small community. Right. So 
with these with brand ambassador saying, you know, I, I almost think that we should maybe use that instead of pro staff because and maybe that will separate it. You know what I mean? Like you got the pro staff guys who are causing all this stir and then you got the brand ambassadors, you know, and I almost feel that maybe we should do a hashtag for that, right? Right, Micah? <laughs> No matter what you call it, it just comes down to a, a level of, you know, that there's just certain guys that they're somehow, some way getting a level of self-importance off of a discount on plastic. And, you know, right. and they're taking that to social media. They're taking that to wherever they want. You know, I think it's more, you know, it's, it's just kind of, it's, it's, the in, it's about the selection of the individual, you know, like what Bill said is exactly what every marketing director dreams of. It just comes down to selection of the individual. And, and it, in a, as small of a community as this is, you know, that there should be a little more accountability. You know, it, it's, it's not as easy to be anonymous in our community. There should be a little more accountability to people that are just blatantly, you know, stirring up trouble, just blatantly causing issues. Right. And Bill, what do you think? Yeah, like, being, with um, go on. Well, you know, I'd I'd like to think that every you know, obviously our brand ambassadors re- represent Yak Gear, and sure. which is a very passionate subject for me because it's it's been um, been my livelihood the last thirteen years, and so I would like to think that my brand ambassadors represent me as well. So we have yeah. conversations, and it's not like we do it every day, but. You know, once every two, three months, you know, something has come up and and I'll just try to clarify and, and of who we are and what we do and what my expectation is. Um, and I think for any business owner, um, it doesn't matter what the sport or what the business is, but if you have people or employees that represent your company, you want them to represent your company and that you want them to represent you. And And if you have to sit there and sort of, you know, hide a little bit every, Oh my God, I can't believe they said that. Then, then you need to rethink what you're doing um, with that group of people. Um, So, uh, but I think it, you know, it's, it's important that, you know, the brand ambassadors, um, I I can comfortably say that I, I, I have had conversations with every single one of our brand ambassadors. Um, And I would be more, I would love for any of them when they come down to the Houston area, they are more than welcome to stay with us. I would love to, when I travel places, take them out to lunch and dinner. Um, you know, our brand ambassadors, when they do shows for us, you know, we compensate them uh, to do those shows. And, and, you know, if the opportunity is there for me to get to these shows, then I'm there as well. Uh, but I, I, I generally like our brand ambassadors. I just think they're great people overall. And I think that's important because I feel that what you said, Bill, you know, you put a lot of love into, you know, your, your, to you, it's, it's all one entity, right? It's, it's, it's your business. It's your baby. And these people represent you. And I think that's, that's what we need. You know, that's what's important. And uh, I, I just feel that, you know, cause I feel the same way about extreme, you know, I mean, I've seen stuff said, I've seen stuff in person. I've been called every name in the book, but you know, you, you, you fight for your baby and um, you want it to be as professional as possible. Micah, I want, I want you to chime in here. Like, what do you think we can do to kind of, I don't know if it's protect the young guys going into the sport, maybe get them in a different type of group. Should I create a different kind of group, like a, a forum or something? How can we get these younger generation kids more involved again? I mean, we've all seen it. We see, you know, we see a guy post up on Texas Kayak Fisherman, for example, a Facebook group with, you know, tens of thousands of followers. And he's asking advice between two kayaks. And he names the two kayaks, and he gives the reason he likes those two kayaks, and he gets the not first 27 comments of the name of another kayak. Um, and so we've all seen that stuff. Um, and I, I think it, I think it always has to fall back on the companies. The companies have to take charge of this, and they have to understand the problem that they've created in the in the sport. And that's not to say that the pro staffers are without blame, you know, but that kind of also goes back to picking better people. You know, these, these guys are, you know, I, I think it's hilarious. We've got engineers and doctors who have somehow found importance off of being, you know, getting 20% off a rod holder or a kayak or a reel or whatever. And, and they've kind of lost all sight of that. So that's maybe just someone who 
found their self-importance in something completely different. So I think if the industry wants to go forward and you've got people like Bill and all the other owners in this industry, you know, if they want the sport to grow by 20%, then they've got to realize that, that they as a company have to make it fun again. They as a company have to make it enjoyable again. And there's a, there's a place for tournament fishing. There's a place for, you know, being competitive. I'm a competitive asshole 99% of the time. You know, there's we a place like for it. that. But, <laughs> you know, there's a place for that, for sure. But I, I think, you know, I, I think it's just the structuring of that and how it's being sold to the public is difficult. And now, you know, so you, there's no way these kids are going to, like, join up a, a specific thing for them. They're already in that community. They're already looking at people. You know, they're already being exposed to the nastiness. They're already being exposed to, to, to whatever's going on. But the, the reality is is they don't know who's bought and who's not because there's so many pro right. staffers out there. You don't know who's legit and who's just going to tell you straight up this product or this product. And that's a very good that's point. That's a problem. That's a problem. I mean, I've, I watched it with my own eyes. I watched it with my own eyes. I watched a guy go into a forum and bash old-school OG guys for a product that they were using touting a product that he was supposedly using, but I knew for a fact he hadn't actually ever put his hands on yet. And he's bashing old school guides, you know, people who had been around the block, who had known a little bit, and he's going toe-to-toe with these guys over products he's never actually physically even touched. So the reality is, is, you know, part of it comes from, you know, it goes back to the marketplace and the industry. You know, the industry's booming. There's now a way to make money off the industry, perhaps. As, a, sure. as an individual, we've got the new crop coming up. We've got new entrepreneurs making products that, that feed into it. But at the same time, it's a real small ring. There's only a handful of guys that can make a, can make a living off of it. But you've got a, hand, a lot more guys who think they should be the one. And so right. it gets nasty sometimes. It gets nasty. And I think it, it's got to come down to the businesses and the owners. And, and I think you've got to kind of look and see if, does a traditional daffer, does it even make sense in today's marketing world when it comes to could you just pay a video guy for a video on Facebook and, you know, send a free hat to someone to send you a picture that you can use on social media. So I think, I think there's a little bit of a discussion that's got to happen. And I think, I, think, I think people that are in the know and that make the decisions, I'm not anymore, but I think people that are in the know and make the decisions, they've got to kind of – they've got to – You've got to take ownership of it because otherwise the sport may not grow that 20, 30% they want over the next five years. And I, and I will chime in cause I, I do want to have Bill come back on that, but I do want to say something real quick too is, you know, I, I feel that um, having these, these brand ambassadors fishing tournaments like mine, and I'm not just saying that I'm saying fishing a fun event, a you know, professional event like mine would be good for these guys because the one thing I think that's really taken my tournament to another level has been the characters that fish it. Uh, I think we could all agree there. I think it's when you think of my tournament, oh, you yeah. think of this, you know, John McCroy, you know, um, you know, all these guys that have caught, you know, seven, you know, record breaking Wahoo, uh, you know, Sims and, and, you know, Nelly and no, no matter what he did, you know, you, he, you know, you got the good guys, you got the bad characters, you know, you got the competitors, like, it's the characters, it's, it's the, you know, all the magazines that all these guys have been in from the events. It gives them notoriety, right? It gives them to the young guys who read my magazine or another magazine and see these guys' faces. You know, that's what builds characters, just like a comic book, right? Just like any book, you know, and they want to be like that guy. And I've talked to plenty of kids like that. Trust me, Nelly, me and Nelly always butt heads, but I'll tell you what, a bunch of young kayakers want to be Brian Nelly when they fish offshore, <laughs> you know? So it's like, and, and he started with our events. So I feel, you know, Bill, what do you think about that? These, these, uh, do your guys fish uh, like big tournaments and all that? And what do you think about what, what Micah said? No, I, I agree totally with that. And, and um, I would say that probably 98% of our ambassadors fish tournaments. Um, but when they're out there, um, you know, and in talking with them, they'll tell you that they are they are competitive with themselves first, and then with the person that's next to them second. Um, and I think that's an important thing to remember um, because they're trying to get better at their sport. Um, they they're using better equipment. Uh, they're trying to read more, learn more, use more electronic devices. Uh, if a depth finder will do A over B, then 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 I'm going to do that one. Um, but you know, once again, 
when you make your personal choices, you don't go back and bash somebody else. And you never know when that somebody else may be a product. They come out with a new product. You go, oh, oh my God, I actually like that. Well, (laughs) how do you feel about it? You know, I've, I've driven Ford trucks for 25 years. I do not get on forums and bash Chevy and Dodge. You know, I think they make cool vehicles. I just choose to drive a Ford. Um, and so, you know, in saying that, it's the same thing that, you know, I enjoy trucks. Other people enjoy cars. And I think that's one of the things that we've lost sight of in some ways is that there, there are some people out there in the industry that they think in an effort to make themselves look bigger, they try to tear down other people, and that's not the right way to do it. I think in general, all of us, you know, the guys that have been in this and that, you know, we all know each other, you know, need to kind of rally around and maybe, you know, I, I don't know what to do yet. You know, Bill, we've, you know, I've told you about it. Micah, we've talked about it, you know. I don't know what to do, but there's got to be something to where, again, I keep going back to the kids because it just bugs me, you know. I, I, I'm having a kid of my own coming soon, and – and I know, you know, that the, that these kids would love it, you know, like, especially the offshore. They, I mean, they love it once they do it. Um, they just got to get over that hurdle. And I, and I feel the character element, you know, the heroes, the guys that catch these monster fish, you know, they see them on magazines and all that. I feel that that separates like a, that's a brand ambassador, you know, because all those guys are sponsored, you know. But to me, like that's an ambassador, you know, he doesn't even have to win the tournament. You know, these guys, they get. 10th place and they're still in the magazine, you know, and, and you see that you, see uh, you get to meet these people. They're at the shows. I don't know. I just think that's really important to, uh, for, for these young kids coming up. And uh, Bill, what do you think about these young kids coming up? Like what's a way we can maybe go around, you know, stuff that we've been seeing. There's, there's more and more, there's kids fish uh, groups that are popping up, um, you know, around the country. Um, there's a young lady down by us named Jennifer Nolan. And she's, she started up a program maybe, I think, three years ago. Um, and when she has a get-together, there's 20-some-odd kids with parents um, that come and fish her events. And more and more of that. And, and looking in the eyes of the little one and just seeing their expression. You know, if everybody goes back and remembers that first bass or the first crappie or that first you know, sheephead that they caught and and remember the feeling, the tug and, you know, how you felt and your parent or whoever was with you, you know, helping you bring that fish in and putting their arm around your shoulder and congratulating you. That just says a whole lot. Um, It doesn't matter what rod and reel you're holding. It doesn't matter what lure you have. It's the experience. It's that feeling. Um, It's the emotion. Um, you know, I, I remember sitting in an aluminum 12-foot boat with my dad in upstate New York with little Zebco rod and reels picking up sunfish. And, and I can remember it like it was yesterday. And, and my question becomes, are you doing that and sharing that with somebody um, to get them involved in our sport? Micah, what do you think? I mean, what's, we, got, we got six minutes here, guys. Micah, you know, what's no, your think- what's your What's your closing statement think, on this? What do you think should happen? I think that's the key. I think that, you know, the deal is is that for whatever reason, the, the market was so small and so competitive that companies felt like a pro staff ambassadorship where you were touting the product was important. But I think we're beginning to see as the industry continues to grow that we remember the times we did it ourselves. We remember the fun times we had as kids. I think that's what we've got to provide to the next generation. We've got to, companies have got to get away from paying money and giving discounts to an individual so they can do something if they're just posting a post on social media. If you want to do that, if you want to pay an influencer to do that, pay an influencer to do that. If you want to pay a videographer to make a video, do that. But stop giving away money to people who are just mean and vindictive online, and they would have no lives tomorrow if Instagram shut down. You know, we, we've got to get back to right. sponsoring and making it a marketing focus of companies to, to sponsor them, to do it, to give them what they need to do their jobs or to do chase their passion and helping kids. And as a marketing, as a company, you've got to also market that and you've got to push that forward. The fun of the sport, the, the, what, what it's all about. It's, 
when it all comes to the shop, you know, when it all when it's all said and done, when all the chips are on the table, it's still an outdoor sport. We do this because this was it's in our blood and it's what we grew up with or it's what we've experienced. It's there's something, you know, there's something religious about that experience, being on the water and catching the fish and sharing a, a beer with friends. There's something about that. I think that's what we've got to get back to as a sport and and chase those and market those moments as opposed to, you know, who who's the next so-and-so and who's, you know, who's got the next greatest product and who has the most, you know, logos on their jersey. You know, that's that's what's ridiculous. Right. It's, it's, it's people that are just making good posts. And if you want that, fine. That's marketing. That's advertising. Just like buying an ad in old movie used to be. Pay an influencer to make a post. Cool. But we got to stop marketing heavy on these guys and start marketing on the people that are actually growing the sport and actually investing back into it. I like that a lot. And Bill, what's your what's your closing statement with it? Just pay it forward. I like it. I like just, it. You know, it, it, it's pretty simple. I mean, it's it's just share what you know and your love with other people that that's the bottom line so i think i think we all agree this sport has grown super fast but it's still a baby it's still an infant and i think to get it to the next level that i believe it can get to and i'm talking like nfl style level i'm an event guy obviously so that's why i say that but to get it to that level, I, I feel I feel that it's potentially there, and I think obviously you know just like in everything, it's, it's going to be hard. There's going to be hurdles, but um, I like I like what you said, Bill, with you know the brand ambassadors. I think we take it back to that people who are influential in the sport of kayak fishing or fishing in general, really. So, um, listen, guys, I really appreciate both you calling in. Micah, you're the man, and Bill, you're the captain man, and uh, thank you guys so much. Thank you for the opportunity, Joe. All right, thanks. And uh, Micah, if these guys want to find you on uh, Instagram, what's your Instagram? Uh, It's just at Micah in the Wild. All right, and Bill, if they want to find you, where can they find you? Bill Bragman, it's real easy. (laughs) My man. All right, guys. So we'll talk to you later, and uh, thanks so much for calling in. You got it. Be good, Joe. All right. Thank you, guys. Guys, we love you. We'll talk to you soon. We're still waiting for our little little place to get back into. So uh, when I upload this on YouTube, for our fans on YouTube, it'll be a whole bunch of collage of pictures and really cool stuff. So uh, we'll get this edited and up there as soon as possible. And don't forget, you can sign up for the SummerSlam. That's June 22nd. And uh, we also got our Peacock tournament coming up at the end of the year in the last weekend of September. So you can go to ExtremeKayakFishing.com and check all that stuff out. And uh, you guys have an awesome day, and see you later. This has been the Kayak Fishing Vlog Podcast. It's the swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs>